0: Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week we watched Bride and Prejudice, which came out B. in what? With a B. Not Bride and Prejudice. Bride and Prejudice. Correct. And it came out in 2004. And it started.
1: 2005. M-
0: 2004. I checked.
1: Oh, you're right. I wrote it down wrong. I checked, two and wrote down 2005.
0: And it starts... How do you say her name? You figured out how to say her name.
1: Well, this is going to be a white woman's best attempt, and I apologize to any Indian people in the
0: world for this pronunciation, but I believe it's Aishwarya Rai. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Oh, I meant her name, not, like, you saying it. Um, wow. <laughs> Hurtful, but okay. You're right, and but still hurtful. So she plays the female lead, and the male lead is Martin Henderson. And Alison, I bet you thought I wouldn't be able to connect *Bride and Prejudice* to *Grey's Anatomy*.
1: I've never thought that about you,
0: <laughs> but you'd be wrong.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. You're telling me that this horrible, horrible actor appears in other
0: things? Well,. I- how dare you!
1: I don't want to get down on someone because I'm sure the job of acting is hard and it's not one that either of us do professionally. But this man was so boring. I died inside.
0: Okay, first of all, he thought his wife died in Iraq. He on Grey's Anatomy. I'm sorry. Was the first man that Meredith allowed herself to have feelings for after Derek's death.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. I would never have gotten that.
0: And then his wife showed up alive, who his wife, by the way, is Owen Hunt's sister. So just FYI. What, Allison? Yes. Are you telling me
1: that Grey's Anatomy has been on so long, they can't even think of another Meredith falling in love storyline, then whoops, never mind, his wife is here. I'm sorry. Did his wife show up, shake her hand, and says, I you're must be the woman who's been sleeping with my husband? You're actually fucking telling me right now that they made the same character on the same show start dating a man only to have his wife show up shortly
0: thereafter twice? Okay, the difference being that like Derek no. didn't think Addison was dead. Carrie. It's the same twist. Nathan thought his wife was dead. And then she wasn't. Also, Meredith had to be the one to tell him that she was alive. And... Oh my God, I'm so bored. (laughs) You know what? I don't shit on your shit. I don't... Like, I'm not here like the fucking housewives of Beverly Hills are some boring ass bitches. First of all, you would not be wrong.
1: And second of all, you're really into Housewives now, too, so don't act like that's my shit. Not in the same way you are. And don't be mm. rude. You're right. I'm sorry. The man who plays the Darcy. This is, we should just say, it should be obvious from the name of this movie. Yes. But it's a spin on, it's Pride and Prejudice. His like, name is pretty, very, like, close to it. Yes. It's a good adaptation it's the westernized Bollywood version, so modernized the director, version of yes. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, the director, uh, Gurinder Chadha. Again, I apologize to the country of India for my pronunciation. Um, is a Br- British Indian British director? Yeah, like she I think did. She uh, bend it like Beckham. I think, I think she was raised like in things. Britain. Yes, Indian American Indian British. Is that would they do the same thing? Um, anyway, so she like, so this is not a true Bollywood film. It's most of it is in English. There's some things sung in Hindi, but most of it is in English. Um, it's a British production,
0: right? It's not an it's not a Bollywood production, but it's
1: Bollywood in style, and it's the story of Pride and Prejudice, which lends itself very well. Those two things—that's a nice little marriage right there.
0: Yeah. And I think that I've seen her interviewed about this movie and she want like her goal with this movie was to pay homage to Bollywood because that's what she grew up watching and what inspired her to become a filmmaker or in part what inspired her to become a filmmaker. And so she wanted to pay homage while marrying like her British style and sensibility with a Bollywood film.
1: Okay, so Carrie, first of all, we haven't said if we thought this movie would hold up, but also both Pride and Prejudice, the novel and the uh, BBC movie version are very important to you. I don't <laughs> actually know your feelings on the Keira Knightley Succession version. <laughs> I was like, Succession? That's oh, who right. he is to me. And so like when I started watching Succession, I was like, this is a
0: fucking mindfuck or whatever. Um, I love him if for no other reason than he I we should say what his real name is
1: the guy from succession who's also Mr. Darcy in the Keira Knightley version
0: yes the fact that he plays those two characters makes him one of my top five favorite actors of all time the range I mean
1: the range okay anyway we're gonna talk about we're gonna rank our Mr. Darcy's because I already have (laughs) um but he, th- this story is very important to you. And when we were teenagers, you loved this version of this story. So can you talk to us about why Pride and Prejudice and by extension, Bride and Prejudice is so important to you,
0: little Carrie Lizzie Bennett? So I read Pride and Prejudice when I was a teenager and connected very much with the love story and the romance of it. And I think Elizabeth Bennet is a fantastic heroine. You also love Kathleen Kelly and this is her favorite story. The heroine yes. and you've got me. I do like as I've gotten older there are parts of it that I find trite. Um but you know part of why we do this podcast is that we love rom-coms and we love romance and fantasy and films. And Pride and Prejudice is one of those books that lends itself very well to film adaptations because it is sort of the classic love story. And while it's not comedic in its sensibility necessarily, but I think it might be. Sure. I think like in its time, it had a sense of comedy, but it's not like, like we don't think of Pride and Prejudice as a rom-com in the same way we do true rom-coms but that being said I think that Jane Austen not just in Pride and Prejudice but I think in Emma and Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice she was like the original Nora Ephron yeah I think Jane Austen is
1: responsible for them what the modern rom-com is and if yes like this is the second adaptation of Pride and Prejudice we have watched in the Almost two years we've been doing this podcast It's the third time we've watched A Jane Austen adaptation Right Maybe more Like I think I mean you're I understand what you're saying Like it's not You know It's not like a long shot And it's like Right It's not modern comedy The way we think
0: of comedy But But It's a comedy. I mean the idea Of two people who Cannot stand each other falling in love is in the rom-com world a tale as old as time yeah and she was sort of the original teller of that story and i think since then we've done sure but like we've done various sure right we've done various versions of that um and so yeah i think that Pride and Prejudice lends itself very well to a rom-com. I think what I like about this particular adaptation is that it is a completely insane banana pants story. Like, movie. This movie is, it is banana pants. Is <laughs> the fact that it's a Bollywood-inspired musical means that it is over the top. It is colorful it is joyful it is has like some of the most bizarre musical numbers i've ever seen um the fact I mean that we're going to have a whole segment on Ashanti but at some point Ashanti shows up <laughs> right but then also there's the scene where they are f- f- like prancing around on a beach falling in love and a like a black gospel choir gospel choir shows up in this Bollywood inspired movie I mean that was my favorite part like truly insane and yet I think what I love about it is that it it is just fun like it it is not and truly like that's what we needed this week following the debate I've had like this week was particularly like challenging work-wise I've got a lot going on and so turning my brain off for two hours and watching attractive people because it's, I mean, there's also, because it's Pride and Prejudice, there's the central love story, but then there's some ancillary love stories. Watching attractive people hate each other with sexual tension while also singing along to some of the most ridiculous song lyrics I've ever heard in my entire life is exactly what I needed.
1: Yeah, it's just, and I think I haven't seen that much Bollywood. This is probably the extent of my Bollywood education, but I, there is a self-awareness that this movie, and that I yes. it would imagine Bollywood on the whole has, where it knows it's over the top and ridiculous. It's not trying to sell you this like black gospel choir on a beach in California while this like Indian woman and this American man fall in love. As some as something grounded in fucking anything, it's just absolute bizarre, unbridled joy, and I'm I was I was into
0: it. I was like, all right, I'm here. This is I what think I'm doing now. Gurinda Chata was like, "Do I want to add a gas- gospel choir? Yeah, I do. I want to add a Why go- the fuck gospel not? choir." And like, didn't think any further about it. She was just like, "You know what we need? We need a gospel choir." And she was right. We did. <laughs> yes.
1: Because um, it's also like right after the gospel choir disappears, they're literally like holding each other as the sun sets, And I was like, I'm annoyed right. by this. Bring back the gospel choir. Right. Um, Yeah, we don't have to I think the, the other story thing- of this movie
0: is. It's Pride and Prejudice. Sorry. What were the we other say? thing that's fun about this movie is that because you have the Indian family as the Bennetts, then you have the British family as the Bingleys, and then the Darcys are American – We get, like, lots of different locations and this movie Mm -hmm. travels, and that's fun. Like, there's just something... There's fun about the fact that we get lots of different locations. and Yeah,
1: they're in their town, like, the main town where the family lives in India. Then they go to, like, the Indian seaside and it's beautiful and fun, and she makes a comment about, like, the Western tourism, like, taking over India and, like, not actually showing what India really looks like. Then we go to London, and then we go to la but you ought like the reason we go to la is because there's another wedding and he lives in like the deep valley (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it looks like the deep valley um there's a line where he says he's trying to woo uh lolita who is the lizzie character and he says and the mother who's the mother from pride and prejudice so she's obsessed with her daughters like marrying rich and having the nicest things she says oh do you live in 90210 And he says, no, I live in the valley, which is so just a few minutes down the 101 and you're in North Hollywood.
0: For those of you who don't know,
1: I live in North Hollywood. It's not fancy. It's it's named as such because it's literally north of Hollywood. And if he has to go a few minutes down the 101 to get here, he's in the fucking deep, gross valley. And then you, like, see that. And it's fun to have the juxtaposition of, like, their town, which, like, is lovely and colorful and you see them like walking through the um the markets and stuff and breaking out in song and everyone's color-coded which is just really good planning on the um market goers Mm -hmm. part that day then they all coordinate
0: their outfits Uh
1: and they're all standing with the people and it's just Mm -hmm. like you gotta respect the organization um then you go to the like seaside like Tour, like ultra touristy towns of India, which are also beautiful, and London and then you see LA is just this like garbage fire. Um, I don't know. I just think it's like ridiculous and over the top, but it's also smart, like
0: Yeah. To not well, just and-
1: have that guy live in Hollywood. He lives in I don't know, fucking Sun Valley. I don't even know.
0: And I think the other thing that I like, you know, what I connected as a teenager with both in this movie and in like the original version, is that Elizabeth Bennett is this very, particularly like for her time, this very outspoken, opinionated heroine. And that's very much captured in this version. But a lot of the context is around like clon- colonization, colonization, colonization. Yeah. Week. Guys, I was period- up. We
1: were up really late reading Trump has Corona tweets.
0: Honestly, um, side note: I woke up to feed the boys, saw the news, and like really went back and forth on like, do I wake Jeff up to tell him this? You did. You
1: had to have.
0: No, I did not. And then th- this way. morning, the Atlantic had a headline that was like, <laughs> that was like, last night everyone. Um, played the game of, do I wake my partner up to tell them the news?
1: I am very briefly on the West Coast, Um, even though I've been in the Midwest, because, you know, uh, uh, coronavirus times and I have to pack up my apartment. But I, so it it happened at like 1030 here. Mm -hmm. So I was still awake. I'd like just taken my melatonin and then I opened Twitter and I was like, to like doom scroll my way to sleep. And I was like, the feeling of melatonin and evil joy that I have was a weird combination. And then this morning I think Jenny Connor had a tweet that was like, sorry East Coast, but we actually already made these jokes last night. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, we were all many. up for it. We were all having fun. Last night, while the East Coast was sleeping and no one was telling us to be good moral people
0: was the best hour I've ever spent on Twitter in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, so what was I saying? Something about this movie. Oh, the context of her outspokenness and her opinionated and her brilliance is very much couched in the economic inequality that you see between the various cultural groups in this movie Mm -hmm. and the imperialism and the colonization. And, you know, she talks about how people, you know, white people want to come to India without actually having to see Indians. Um, At one point she asks. Darcy, like, what it costs to sp- stay in his hotel, and he tells her, and she says, "That's more than most people make in a year here." Um So there's, there's some interesting. At one point, she of,
1: calls him a colonist, and he yeah. says, "I'm not British, I'm American." And she gives him a look that, you know, exhibited She's all my inner, basically like, laughing like emotions, like bitch,
0: like right. Like, what's the difference?
1: There. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So there's some like smart. Interesting conversations happening, whilst there's, you know, well, song the and dance sisters numbers. Sisters are
1: dancing around in matching pajamas. To us, that like. is
0: hands it's, down my favorite, my favorite scene favorite in scene. this movie.
1: I wrote down hands you down. and I are getting matching pajamas for when we do this every night.
0: First of all, that song is great.
1: No life without wife, because that's with no. the like sharmy guy who's come to who lives in California and has come to like meet the daughters to see which one he will wed and right. he says like no
0: life without wife and then they turn it into a rocking musical number <laughs> right where and it's like a slumber party it, it feels very reminiscent of like Grease. um Greece, and like look at me I'm Sandra D mm-hmm. um which I, I think was likely intentional um and and it's just fun like the four actresses are having fun together and you can tell and It's my favorite scene in this
1: movie. And my favorite part of Pride and Prejudice has always been the sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I then this in no way lost it. We lost Mary, whose name is not Mary because they're Indian. Maya a little bit. Yeah. Um, Like that sort of characters. (laughs) I'm 27. I have no prospects. My life is over. I'm a burden to my parents. (laughs) That like segment of that character was. Uh, a little bit lost in this hour and it's like ninety minute version.
0: Yeah, but the um and we collapsed the two youngest sisters into a single character. I had forgotten
1: about the fifth sister to be quite truly. Honest.
0: I I think for filmmaking rom com adaptation purposes, that makes a lot of sense because I'm not sure the fifth adds much.
1: I remember when the Kira Knightley version uh first came out. And we went to see it, and, like, the main criticism of it was, like, they cut so much. And it was, like, right, because it's a feature film, so they had two hours, not, like, six hours on the BBC. Like, if you want that version, it's available on DVD. Like, you can go find the Colin Firth version and watch the full Pride and Prejudice. But, like, this is a movie, and this in particular is, like, it's, like, it's not going to be more than, like, 90, 100 minutes. So. Yeah, we're going to lose some shit from, like, the original... But just shut up, people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, But I, I it's a, I feel like this is a, a smart adaptation. Like, if you are a Pride and Prejudice fan, I don't know that you lost anything in this movie that you really needed. You no, know, it felt
1: like Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. But it also felt... You know, it didn't feel, like, trodden. It didn't feel like I was watching something I'd seen a million other times. Like, it felt like its own special thing, while also Mm -hmm. still being like a story that we all, whether you've read Pride and Prejudice as much as you have or not, you know it very well, because it's one of the most famous stories
0: in literature. I also think that the, um, you know, Pride and Prejudice, the original, because of the time that it was in, a lot of it is based on parents and families, like, setting up their children and arranging their marriages, and... This movie modernizes that by, you know, addressing like arranged marriages in Indian culture. And obviously, like, you and I are not equipped to discuss Indian culture with any kind of expertise. Um, but I, again, like, I thought this movie had some interesting conversations about that, like, the male lead and the white people have like this very sort of like oh arranged marriage. Like that's really stupid. Mm -hmm. And she says to him, like that that's pretty arrogant coming from someone who comes from a country with like one of the highest divorce rates. And it's like, and she even says, she says Americans think they have everything figured out, even marriage. And it's kind of like, just because it's not how you do it doesn't mean there's not some value to it or that it's not like it it doesn't work. for doesn't. And the mother says at one
1: point, um, We got married first, then love came after. There's no indication that, like, the two parents of this movie, the, like, matriarch and patriarch of this family, don't love each other or have a happy marriage. It's, they just did it in a different order than Americans are used to. And I think you're right. I think it was just sort of like, oh, we're fed this, like, a white American ideal of what love and marriage is supposed to be. And it's not really fair, which isn't to say, like... I mean well, you're more says, than welcome like, to arrange my marriage But but like it doesn't have to be what you go for But it's also like It's just white people being fucking shitty
0: Plus like is it really that Different than like using a dating Service or a matchmaking service
1: No not at all mm-hmm. is it any that different than your Parents like trying Like trying to set you up with their friend's Son like right We had our own fucking version of it and it was just Mom being like this person's son is single <laughs> like
0: Right um well, and she says, like, at the beginning, at the first wedding, which is where everyone sort of meets for the first time, she said, like, they look happy, you know, like, this is what they wanted. And it's sort of like, just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not for anybody else. Yeah, her friend even says it once. So, like, she decides not to
1: marry this California guy. And her friend ends up with him. And they that's why they then go to California for their wedding. And she says to uh, Lolita at one point, she says, like, he might not have been right for you, but he's he might and he's kind of like weird and goofy, but he's nice and he loves me and and I like it mm-hmm. here and it's just sort of like, oh what this movie and I think Pride and Prejudice on the whole has the story of like just because someone isn't right for you doesn't make them wrong, like there's only one true villain in Pride and Prejudice or Pride and Prejudice and it's Wickham, and right. everyone else is. Deserving of and finds love And that's kind of a nice story Of it's not about finding like The best person It's about finding your person
0: Right well and that's So You know I think that the One of the other things that people Relate to myself included in the Elizabeth Bennett or in this case the Lalita character Is she's got her own arrogance And her mm-hmm. own pride um, And her own sort of like preconceived notions about what a marriage should be or what a love story should be and has to sort of come to to accept that there are different versions of that in her own way Um, and I think that again you know that she's not a, a a perfect person or a perfect heroine but that is what is likable about her one thing that I that kind of struck me in this watch because we just watched sweet home Alabama is that kind of like in sweet home Alabama there's this juxtaposition between sort of rural poor and wealthy urbanites and the thing that worked much better in this movie is that the point of view of the movie is much clearer and that's because our like our Our feminist heroine, our romantic lead, is espousing that point of view. Um, And so this movie, like, there are characters who are looking down on the rural poor. And they, of course, have some growth. Um, Yeah, Darcy's first line is about getting deli belly. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Like, from jump.
1: At, like, a very nice party. I was like, this is,
0: this shit is catered. What is wrong with you? Right. And even the like the British Indians have sort of like have their nose up about certain things.
1: Don't even get me started Um, on Indira Varma. I will fucking lose my mind, but keep going. She ended in a great way. She's perfect.
0: So it, it was kind of like a refreshing to see that a movie, see a movie that had like a very clear point of view was able to articulate and execute that well and then show us some growth in their characters On the heels of watching Sweet Home Alabama.
1: Yes, it had respect for the socioeconomic differences of the characters. It wasn't shitting on poor people. (laughs) Right. Um, When Sweet Home Alabama just like shits on poor people. Sorry about my outbreak. The woman who plays Bingsley's sis, not not Bingsley in this movie, Um, but the woman who played Saeed's sister. It's also not his name, but it is to me.
0: Naveen Andrews. Naveen Andrews, whatever. Saeed in my heart. (laughs) plays Balraj, which is the Bing. Bingley character.
1: I mean, this is like when we watched Best Man and I couldn't I mean he's Michael. I don't care who else he is. I they are their lost characters. Saeed, or I guess as he's legally known, Naveen Andrews, <laughs> plays the Bingley character, and his sister is played by Indira Varma, who and she's like British and snooty and like maybe into Darcy, but also just into like like she looks down on the poor people.
0: Yeah, she's – I loved her performance in Game of Thrones, particularly early on. I feel like later on, as with most of Game of Thrones, they sort of, like, just kind of gave up on her character. Um, But early on, she was, like, just – you couldn't take her eyes. I mean, first of all, she's strikingly beautiful. Um, And when she's on screen – like you said, she's very one note in this. They don't give her a lot to do. Um, and that's unfortunate because she is a fantastic actress. And I think she's a... Maybe this is starting to change, but I think she's an underrated actress. I don't think she... And I loved seeing her show up in this if for nothing else than that she's
1: beautiful and wore gorgeous costumes.
0: Yeah. I mean, this... I, this movie, I mean, I think Naveen Andrews is a, a fantastic actor, too. I he is one of my favorite performances in Lost and Arshwari Rai. I haven't seen her in a lot. She is pretty. I think this is supposed to be her like breakout into. I mean, Western she's a movies. huge deal. She's the biggest in star in like, she's, th- Yeah. And she's been described as the most beautiful woman in the world. But I mean, so you don't get to where she is. Without talent like there's just a lot Of people that are really fun to watch In this movie she I mean Like I just said she's been described As like the most beautiful woman in the world
1: Absolutely breathtakingly beautiful
0: She literally looks like a Disney princess Like she is stunning And I this is one thing that Is always like The nerd in me is bothered by In Pride and Prejudice adaptations Is the in the book Jane the oldest sister is always Is supposed to be the beauty giant and i believe yeah and elizabeth is, is smart but and beautiful but not as beautiful as jane and in nearly every adaptation because elizabeth is the lead they end up casting like some here a fucking beautiful- nightly or a Rai, <laughs> like get out of here right like some stunning beautifully beautiful woman where you're like Okay, fine. It's like Keaton Knightley
1: and Gone Girl in that one version. Are like, yeah, you're both hot. Get out of here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and this version is like a, a it's the same. It's like, oh, oh,
1: you're both gorgeous. Fuck off. Yeah. I will say, I I think that's why the Darcy in this was so off-putting to me is that like the proof, and I don't know that Ashwarya Rai is the best actress in this movie. Although she certainly does what she does well. Like, I think like Naveen Andrews and the woman who plays Jaya and there's and the even the parents to a lot of extent. She's out acted in a lot of ways. But she holds her own. Whereas like Wait, the guy, who holds her own? Oh, who Aishwarya Rai I I oh. don't know that she's the best actress in this movie. Like I think uh the woman who plays Jaya, the two people who play her parents, I loved the Naveen Andrews, like you said, is a really, really good actor. And I lay down my life for Indira Varma, but she's fine. And then Darcy
0: is so bad; like his acting is he shockingly bad.
1: Carrie, like random. it
0: just—it doesn't bother me. I think maybe because like he's like just not all that consequential. I disagree on her. I think she's great. I also think I f- was reading an article yesterday by an an Indian writer who. I think is probably around our age and was a teen when this movie came out. Like the article
1: said, she was twelve when it came out. Okay, so she's a little bit younger. Yeah,
0: a little bit younger than we are, but sort of like generally, generationally the same. And she talks a little bit about that Ashwarya Rai is like she's putting on a bit of an accent, and um, there maybe like because of the you know because of that and she's not performing in Hindi right she's not performing in her native language that a little bit of her performance gets lost and like when you see her in her native language she's far more captivating than she is in this movie and I truthfully I really like her in this movie I didn't I would love to I've never sought out any of her like truly Bollywood movies but I would like to see I would like to because I thought she was to watch and I this. don't
1: mean to shit on her I only meant to shit on the actor playing Darcy like I and Alexis Bledel who will also get to I'd love to shit on Blex, Alexis Bledel if I could have the floor for that for a minute <laughs> because oh my I think god she, I
0: cannot wait to tell you what mom said when Alexis Bledel showed up go on
1: because I think she does I think you're right I think there's probably like everyone else in this movie is a is a British or American actor indian american or indian british actor and she maybe not everyone else but most of the other people are like western stars and she's the sort of indian star and i think you're right like it it probably did get lost in um the translation and a couple other things and i think she does a very good job and i found her very endearing and i liked her i did not feel that way about darcy i was like this man is so boring like like, Colin Firth agreed to play this role twice. Y'all couldn't give him enough money to do it a fucking third time. Like, who is this chach? Like,
0: he does not bother me. I, first of all, I thought that there were a couple of scenes between the two of them that I thought were very sweet and charming. And maybe it's all of the music around them. But, like, I just, I thought that he was fine. Okay, do like, it right now. Was-
1: Rank your Darcys, Colin Firth. I mean, he's blessed. There's rest.
0: A- there's no question that he's last.
1: Colin Firth and Pride that, and Prejudice, Colin Firth and Bridget Jones, Succession, whose name I will not learn, this
0: motherfucker. That's hard for me because I I don't love the Kieran Knightley Pride and Prejudice. and I I'm i going to
1: watch it. It's on Netflix. So I'm going to watch it. This week, I don't I
0: particularly love him in that movie. And maybe now that he's on Succession, part of it is that Succession is far more suited to him as an actor and that maybe
1: such a good actor. That made us yeah. such a good actor.
0: <laughs> um
1: Okay, it's Colin Firth in Pride and Prejudice, Colin Firth and sure. Jones Diary, Succession, and then on the fucking floor is this guy. Cause even if you don't like the Kira Knightley version, and even if you don't like succession in that part, he's still eons better than this
0: Jamoke. <laughs> I don't mind this guy. I find him charming. He's a like a boring white guy, which is what Darcy is. Like this works. I didn't need Darcy to be
1: white. Can can I say that? That's true. Darcy could have been Indian American. He could have been any other race, but also like could he have been Indian American like and just like been like an American kid who had lost touch with his like Indian roots? Like did we need did this movie need white people?
0: No. I argue no. But I do think we get, like, an interesting – I think that part of what Gorinda Chata was trying to do was, like, do have sort of this – in addition to the economic inequality, some of this colonization, imperialism conversation, and for that you need a white person.
1: Fair, but then, like, Patrick Dempsey's right fucking there.
0: He's – I feel like they're younger. The boringest white guy. I guess maybe not.
1: You feel like he's what?
0: I th- I was thinking that they were younger, but they're not. No, no. I, mean, I guess Hugh this Grant movie is, is sixteen right years old. There,
1: let Hugh Grant play both the Wickham character and then come in and play. I wrote down that like I remember watching this as a teenager and being like hella into Wickham. Like I would have been the lucky, like I would have run off with him. <laughs> like you would have had to that... find Darcy and come after me. Like the Wickham character in this, I was like, he does it. Like as a teenager, I was like, yeah, that. Weird little man does it for me.
0: He's that actor is. I feel like married to someone surprising. Hold on.
1: And then I want you to tell me what mom said about Alexis Bledel.
0: Oh my! I was God. like, "Bitch, get I... your ass
1: back to Greece. I don't want you here. You know where you're supposed to be. Stars Hollow or Greece is the only two places you live. And Tuck everlasting wherever Tuck Everlasting took place.
0: Mm. He was married to. Rachel Lee Cook. Wow. For a very long time, like, they have children together.
1: Are we going to watch that Rachel Lee Cook, David Wayans Jr. rom-com that's on Netflix?
0: Duh. Okay. Um, Not
1: for this. like Like, just you and I are watching it. We're not commenting. I just want to watch it for fun.
0: Okay, so Alexis Bledel yeah. plays Darcy's younger sister. She has, like, a very bit role. She's barely in this. It's
1: just, like, peak 20- 2005. They're like, who's the biggest... WB star they like right. brought in Alexis she was like in Greece making sisterhood of the traveling Pants, and they flew her out for this
0: right okay so mom sees her she shows up and mom goes oh honey you have such a hard life ahead of you and I Handmaid's Tale was she referring to the Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. it took me I had to do like her full IMDB to get there I was like what the fuck like you didn't just ask mom what was it No, I did it in my head. I was like, I like went through her roles. I was like, Gilmore Girls, Mad Men, Handmaid's Tale. She's talking about Handmaid's (laughs) Tale. I will say
1: like, I've spent the last couple of minutes just shitting on Alexis Bledel.
0: She's very good in the Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) Yeah, and she's very good in Mad Men. I hate Rory as a character, and so I don't love her in Gilmore Girls, but that's not her fault. I
1: I actually really like her as, uh, starts with an L lena i really i think she's a very good i think she was very good lena sister of the trailing pants casting i think yeah. that because rory as a character is so fucking grating to me and i hate her that i'm taking that out on alexis pladeau but it's not fair yeah um so let's talk about ashanti speaking of peak 2005 <laughs> So at one point, we go to this like beach town where she meets Wickham. Also everyone in this movie is connected to everyone else, apropos of nothing. It's just like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, and we are all meeting in this strange Indian town that we're in, and no one cares and it's there's truly no one's asking questions. It's just like I grew up with him, and you're like, cool. So we're in this like we're in this like gorgeous resort, and Lilita's flirting with Wickham, and then Ashanti is performing mm-hmm. to which I thought. Oh, I didn't know Ashanti was part Indian and proceeded to Google it. Mm -mm. And a quick Google would tell you that Ashanti is no part Indian. Mm -mm. She's 100% a black woman. Performing in Hindi with white dancers surrounding her. I tried none; any of the dancers also doing like traditional Indian dance around her were any shade of brown I could detect. And I thought, oh, here's the cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't speak Hindi, but I can't imagine that Ashanti was singing in it
0: well. No, that article, we'll post the article that we keep referencing in the show notes, but the writer Proma Kasla, she she even says in her article about Pride and, Pre- or Bride and Prejudice, she says like Ashanti's. It's like nobody told her how to pronounce the Hindi portions of the song. And they just were like, good luck. And it's not great. I mean, I'm sure there wasn't. But like, because I can't think of one. But like,
1: was there not an early aughts like Indian pop star we could have used?
0: <laughs> like, Well, or even if like American, I, I know we were trying to appeal to American audiences. And so we picked Ashanti, but like Ashwarya Rai... It wasn't known to American audiences. Like, why did we need this pop star to be? I don't like, know. It I just never it- want to
1: be mad when I see Ashanti show up. I love Ashanti. My note when she showed up was Ashanti in all caps with five exclamation points. I love Ashanti. Except for that article that was once written about Beyonce that was like, I mean, she's no Ashanti, which we can all laugh at now. I loved it until I realized that she was going to try and like, cosplay as an Indian person (laughs) yeah and then it got tough to watch I literally I was like oh she must be like it's like she and Kamala Harris like the two black and Indian people in the world (laughs) like I googled it real quick and come to find out nope it's not the same also like um please figure out your voting plan and let us know if you're having any problems and register and fight voter suppression and I'm gonna cry all the time every day
0: This movie is also like very melodramatic at times, which I love because, again, like it knows that it's leaning into it. It's not taking itself seriously. But like so, you know, they finally have started to fall in love, the two leads. And then his blonde, white blonde girlfriend in Asari shows up, which is also (sighs) very. uh. Well, she's Um, at an Indian wedding, but she's not
1: in the Indian wedding.
0: You know, but she's also it's also, I think, done so that you don't like her. Like you're like, oh, look at this white lady appropriating Indian culture. That's supposed to be the note to the audience that like she's problematic, which I appreciate. Um, but so she shows up and then Darcy and Lalita have this kind of tiff And she walks away, and it's very, like, slow motion with this big, swelling, dramatic music. There's, like, a fan on her hair. She looks
1: fucking gorgeous. Yeah, and she's, like,
0: beautiful. Um, And I was like, this is fantastic. This is everything I need in a movie right now. The world is a dumpster fire, and I want to watch... Banana pants musical numbers. I will say thank the, you and good
1: The reason we start to like Darcy is because they're on this plane, they like find it at the airport and they're on this plane to go to LA right. for this wedding. And the mom is like, Oh, he's boarding, We should be boarding. And the lady is like, No, no, mom, like they let uh, first class board first. And then he boards and then gives the mom his first class seat. Which, like, never have I so... I have never flown first class. But never have I so deeply connected to a character as the mom in that first class seat just living.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, I also thought to myself, this plane's too crowded and nobody has a mask on.
1: As someone who just went on a plane, masked, face shield, and re- and also received my coronavirus test results yesterday, unlike the president, I was negative. Um... I had the same thought, which is, like, uh, there shouldn't be anyone in the middle seats. No one's wearing masks or shields. Also, not a lot of people wear shields on planes. I mean, everyone was masked, but, like, there's only a handful of people wearing the shields. And you form a cute little alliance of people, like, just eyeing each other. Like, you also are very anxious all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see you. And we I were like, oh hey. oh,
1: hey, do you also have severe and mutable anxiety? <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> that was me on the plane to the three other people wearing shields. I like it. Um Oh yeah, so the and, and this is also true in Pride and Prejudice, but like part of the twist is that like Darcy convinced um what's Saeed's name in this? But Balraj sure, Belraj. Darcy convinced Balraj not to marry Jaya. Um, because he thought that like her mother was just a gold digger, which was like sort of true, but also like we love the mother, so we forget about it. And then like it's never clear to me in any adaptation like why Bingley or Balrash care like so you're Mm -hmm. like oh my buddy said no so I decided not to marry this woman I'm in love with like fuck off and be your own man Saeed yeah and then like it's like they like figure out the understanding of it but Darcy doesn't go try and find her until they're at their wedding they're like oh we both came to the right agreement but we're not gonna deal with it until we're at another wedding because then we have to build up to the musical number
0: obviously yeah and we have to have him playing a drum so we know that he is finally accepting of indian culture he like
1: shows up playing a drum and then immediately she's like i guess we're getting married too and they have a double wedding
0: <laughs> everyone yes. on elephant
1: it makes no sense and i don't want any of it to be different
0: there's a real, um, and I said this I think last week when we said we were going to do this movie, there's a real like Mamma Mia Here We Go Again vibe with this movie because things happen that make absolutely no sense and you just go with it. I because think that's why I liked it. They're singing.
1: Yeah, you're right. I They were like, <laughs> I've never been madder at anyone than I went to see Mamma Mia Here We Go Again with my friend George and he was like, this, plot, this is a plot hole. And I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not like, no I one's don't trying care. to understand the plot here. Right. This is, there is, and I, I'm joking, but I say this very seriously. There is an art to kitsch. And it, it can be very hard to do. Like you have, there has to be a self-awareness and there has to, there are lines and kitsch can be hard to pull off. And when it's pulled off, well, it's, so beyond joyful
0: and i think this movie pulls off kitsch really really well yeah i think that's why i've always liked this movie i think that's why it holds up yeah um and and i've said it a, a million times this since we started talking about it but like particularly right now i think that this is like true like wonderful escapism yeah
1: I watched three days full of White Sox games only to watch them fucking crash and burn. And so yesterday I wanted to get drunk and watch Joy.
0: And I did that. The one thing that didn't
1: hold up. Two things. The Jelly Belly line? Yeah, it's like you're at a nice fucking well, wedding, but man.
0: Well, that was like all the point of view stuff. First of all, there's a scene where the youngest sister, Lockie, has a disposable camera. <laughs>
1: and, I love the youngest <laughs> like, sister
0: not a not a thing we've seen since 2004. And then in the did you watch the credits? Yes, of course. There was a dance number. Did you catch Harvey Weinstein dancing? No, I was cleaning up my Indian food. Yikes, that mm-hmm. doesn't hold up. Mm-mm. I was like oh. I, I was like, "Oh, there's Harvey Weinstein." Hmm. Well, that's it's, dark. Yeah, it is. There's a real darkness. It's a fun credit scene because there's outtakes and everyone's dancing and all the crew and the cast are like dancing to take me to love which is the song that ashanti sings and this is a miramax movie so this was a harvey he's not making money off it anymore but he was a harvey weinstein movie um and then he's there and the like cast and crew is dancing around him he's like taking a phone call on a cell phone and i was like oh gross oh god now i have to go on a deep
1: dive to see if any of these women are weinstein public weinstein Actually, I'm, I'm having like maybe I'm inventing a memory. Maybe this is um, the Berenstein Berenstein Bears thing um, all over again. But I feel like she did end up. I feel like she did say something. Okay, so she came out after it happened, and said that she was very much protected from him. A Hollywood executive who represented Bollywood star Ashwarya Rai. She now has a second last name. I assume Ashwarya Rai Bachan. Internationally, in the two thousands has alleged that Harvey Weinstein, the movie mogul battling scores of sexual assault allocations, once asked her in a meeting, what do I have to do to get her alone? And the uh, Simone Sheffield, founder of Canyon Entertainment and the international manager for Bachan at the time, said to Weinstein, kiss my black ass. Get it, Simone <sniffs> Sheffield. So it sounds like she just had very good people around her that protected her. Good. Sheffield good. had made it her mission not to let anyone so much as touch Bachan. She was to be untouchable. Okay, so not through lack of Weinstein being a fucking piece of shit trying, but
0: at least the star of this well, movie but, was protected yeah, from him. Thank God at least she had people around her.
1: Ooh, Simone, um, I don't know who you are, but you just made our good list.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's dark. Harvey Weinstein yeah, showing up one in places first of someone.
1: joy. Yeah, our, is dark.
0: Yeah. And that was kind of it just really kind of like took me out because like I said, this is a joyful like escapism movie. And then like in the credit scenes to see him and it like took me a minute because he's obviously younger and less like, you know. Gross. I mean, um,
1: We shouldn't judge people in their physical appearance, but he's never been like a good looking man.
0: No, no, I don't mean that. I just mean like like. Time has not been kind to him and like prison Has not Mm-mm. been kind to no. him um, Being evil um, shows in your face <laughs> Yes So It like took me a minute to realize who it was And then I was like mm, And it's time to be done with this I'm movie I'm surprised that wasn't edited out
1: Although yeah. I did notice on the IMDb I didn't notice her in the movie But on the IMDb um, What's Georgina Chapman Is on it like it, she must have like just been like an extra or something but he threw his wife in the movie which is isn't she the girlfriend no I don't think so oh maybe you're right she is she's so blonde
0: <gasps> yeah she did look familiar. I knew she looked familiar
1: George I have never seen Judy and I couldn't Wicham figure out I was like the wig
0: is throwing me off
1: yeah so yeah his now ex-wife is in this movie Ugh, oh oh yeah. he ruins everything this is why i tried to watch home alone 2. i'm glad i
0: didn't realize it was her last night
1: this is i tried to watch home alone 2 at christmas and i had to pause it because i was like and then i tried to watch two weeks notice just because i was like trying to watch fun rom-coms and fucking donald trump shows up in both of those gross he's really ruining everything
0: yeah she's the girlfriend yeah all right well, wild on that note Um, Ignore the Harvey Weinstein. He does not make money off this movie anymore. If you're looking for an over-the-top, campy, kitschy, fun version of Pride and Prejudice, this is it. Yeah,
1: I think we both agree that this is timeless. Yeah. If you love kitsch, it's
0: timeless. What are we watching next week?
1: I mean, we're not getting away from the kitsch if you were trying. Next week we were watching... I mean, I said When Harry Met Sally is my all-time favorite movie. This is going to meet right up next to it. Next week, we are watching Princess Bride.
0: Oh, I gosh, laid out my life for bride, bride.
1: We both think it's going to hold up.
0: It's going to be great. It's our all-time favorite Oh, my God. That's movie. so fun. Yeah. Um, Where can people find us?
1: Uh, you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on Twitter at hold underscore up underscore podcast um yeah watch tell us what you thought of bride and prejudice we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did yep bye bye